Amen. You may be seated. Well, this, I'm going to be continuing uh, our theme as we started uh, last Sunday on the message of a daily prayer that will change your life. Remember, I, so we came in the last Sunday, it was the 7th, today's the 14th, and I asked how many of you prayed every day for the last seven days, and we went through that, and we talked about that. And you know, a lot of times we do a lot of things, but prayer is probably one of the most important things that we can do. There are two pillars in the Christian faith, two pillars that are there. One of those pillars is reading or studying the Word of God on a daily basis, and the other one is prayer. And, and when you do both of these, prayer is our talking to God. And guess what? When you read the Bible and you study the Word of God, that is God speaking to you. You don't have to question or wonder if this is what God's will is or what God's voice is. Is when you read the Word of God, you know that's what God has said. And so that's what I always get encouraged by that. You know, a lot of people, if you want to know the mind of God, then you and I must, uh, friends, we must pick up the Word of God in order to understand the mind of God because he lays it all out here in this love letter. I call it um, the one of the greatest love letters that's ever been written is the Word of God, the Bible. You know, in fact, I still, when my, my, when my wife Angie wrote me her, the first letter she ever written me, I still have it. In fact, every letter she ever wrote me, I kept it, and I have them in a box. And if I ever wonder if she loves me, I go back to those letters. No, I don't. <laughs> I know that she loves me, but if I ever doubted she loved me, all I'd have to do is just go back and read those letters because, man, those letters are just full of sugar and sweet sayings, and you just would not believe all the good things that I read in that. She made me more wonderful than I really was, you know, back in those letters. But God's letter to you and I is his word. And so as we pray, we talk to him. And remember Peter Lord's definition of prayer? He said prayer is communication between God and one or more of his children. And all, all communication involves both talking and listening. And that's all prayer is. You know, I don't know about you, but I grew up in a church that, you know, we take up the offering in here by having the ushers just come and they, you know, they pass the, the baskets through. But I remember when I grew up, uh, they would always get two people uh, to come and walk to the front of the church. And oftentimes, as a young teenage boy, I'd be one of those two people. And then we'd come down to the front of the church, and then they had the big pulpit right there, and the preacher would be standing right behind that pulpit. And he'd look down at one of us to call on us to pray. And I'll never forget, man, I'd go up to that front, and I'd just put my head down. And my heart would be just a beating just a beating bite out of my chest because I knew he was going to call on me. And sure enough, if I didn't want him to call on me, guess what? He was calling. And, and you might be thinking, what? What? You were afraid to pray? Man, I just, I was very uncomfortable with praying out loud in church at that point in my life. And, and in fact, it almost, it would make me so nervous I couldn't even hardly speak uh, during that time. But hey, Prayer is not supposed to be that way. It's, it should be one of the most natural and most comfortable 
conversations we ever have because it's with God, our, our loving Heavenly Father. You know, in the Bible, there are many different names for God. Many different names in the Bible. While, and, and while all the names are important, the name Father is probably the most important name that could be given. And God gives us some insight into this uh, passage today. If you have your Bibles, turn with me. It's Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. We're going to look there and then in John and then over in Romans. But in Matthew 6, 9, God gives us this. He gives us first, he gives us, uh, God wants us to know about a pattern of prayer. And then God wants us to know today how personal prayer is. How personal it is. And it is very personal. This title of Father that is given to us here is a title that is Abba. Is one, is, is, and it's one of the most important titles that can be given. Look with me here at this verse. Jesus, when asked by the disciples, Lord, teach us to pray. And he said, okay, then pray in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. So we're going to go through the next several weeks of this prayer, but he gives us some insight here first to the pattern. Because when he says pray in this way, he's basically saying pray in this manner. In this manner is what he's speaking to. You know, when we pray in that manner in what he's talking about here, he is, he is giving us an insight into it's not really these exact words but he's saying, pray along these lines. He's given us a pattern to go by. You know, it's nothing, like I said last week, in every sporting event that we had, we'd always recite this prayer. We'd get in that huddle and we'd recite this prayer. Then we'd all come together and go, yeah, and jump up. And we'd run out on that field or run out on that basketball court. And that's just the way it was. But you know what? The prayer didn't mean anything. It was just something we just went through. It was part of a tradition. But y'all, this prayer is a pattern for us that is powerful. It's not the exact words that we sh should worry about, but the most important thing is showing us, he's saying pray in this way, in this way. And then he gives us the first part, our Father. Our Father. This word for Father, as I said, is Abba. It's a precious and for Hebrew children that were growing up, this was the word that they used for daddy or papa. And so you've got that kind of insight into this. This was daddy or papa. Now many of you in this room might have grown up with a wonderful dad. You might have grown up with a dad who, who was a godly man, who loved the Lord, who spent time with the Lord, who has shown you unconditional love, been an amazing example to you but then there's perhaps some of you in this room that didn't have that you might have had someone that was not at all like that and so I want you to know that if you're if that either case for you if you're the one that had a great dad awesome they just showed you some things that reveal what the father's like but if you had a dad that wasn't that, here is God saying to you, I want to show you something. I want to be your papa. I want to be your daddy. I want to be that personal with you. Isn't that precious? 
Isn't that exciting to know that about God? Now, I don't know if you ever had read the book The Shack or watched the movie The Shack. If you don't want to cry, don't go watch The Shack, okay? Because it will bring you to tears. But in that movie, you know, they throw some things. That it, it, don't go to that movie and expect it to be exactly everything biblical because it's not. But the one thing they do reveal is they show a relationship to God as Papa. And that's precious. And they show some very practical things through that movie. But the one thing that I understand and know about God that is so special to me is that I did have a good dad. I did have a, a dad that was there. He was a provider. He was a protector. He was the one that took me hunting. He was the one that took me fishing. He's the one that took me outdoors to, to love all those good things. But you know what? All those years, I never did have my daddy say these little words, son, I love you. And it's, it hadn't been till just a bunch of years, just recent years, that every time we talk now, before the conversation ends, I love you. And he'll repeat it back. I love you, son. I love you. You know how precious that is? To get to hear that when you didn't get to hear it as a little boy? And that's just my earthly father. But to know that I have a heavenly father. This is God. This is the one who is the creator of the universe. He is the great I am. And he's saying, I want that kind of personal relationship with you to where you call me daddy. You know me as your papa. It is that precious between the two of us. Y'all, this, this is where God's taken us. Uh, in this journey of the daily prayer. I want to give you, uh, he says, Our Father who is heaven, hallowed be your name. I want to give you a little insight on some of the names of God in the Bible. This is just kind of a teaching moment. Give me about five minutes here to get in my teaching mode that I love to do. But here's the one thing. It's interesting that in uh, some of the world religions, such as Islam, the Muslim religion, they have 99 titles for Allah. 99 title, titles that they use for Allah or their God. And not one of those names is ever mentioned is Father. Now that's interesting, isn't it? That is interesting. 99 titles they have for Allah, but not one of them is where God is referred to as Father. Now here's a good, another great point. Throughout the Bible, every time Jesus prayed, every time Jesus prayed, he would say, Father, Father. It's that relationship. And so what he's teaching us here, church, is that when, when we can come to him, we don't have to come to him in some of these other names. We come to him in the most precious of names, and that is Abba, Daddy, Father. But... It's interesting to note that as you look at the Old Testament and you look at the different names of God, one of the names that was mainly he was known for was this. Put up Yahweh here for me. It's the, the Hebrew was the Y-H-W-H. And notice they're all capital letters. And it's Yahweh. Or, and then we get the name Jehovah. And you, you've heard that before. We sing some songs with Jehovah in them. And you probably, you know, there's even the Jehovah's Witnesses that go out. But their message is a little bit different than our message that we have because they don't believe that Jesus is God. They believe he's the Son of God. 
So they use that title Jehovah, but in reality, this word, this Yahweh, Jehovah name, is, it means Lord. And notice all letters are capital in Lord. Strictly speaking, it's the only proper name for God. Yahweh. This name was, is so reverent that the Jews wouldn't even speak it. They wouldn't even speak it out loud because they, they didn't think a sinful man should even use that title for God. That's pretty how, as far as names go. Here's the next one is Adonai. Adonai, it means Lord. And notice it's not all capital L-O-R-D. It's capital L with O-R-D. It's used in place of Yahweh, which was thought, as I said, by the Jews to be too sacred to be spoken by a sinful man. But that's another phrase. It's spoken to as Lord. And then the next one we have here is Elohim. Elohim it means creator, means mighty, means strong. This was the word that was used when God created the heavens and the earth in Genesis chapter 1. He was known as this, the different names. And then El Shaddai is God Almighty. And so these are just some. Go on to the next here for me. And then we're going to get into, you've probably heard some of these before, but we're going to get into the different Hebrew words meaning Yahweh or Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. And when we pray, or if you, have you ever known someone pray that and say, I'm praying to Jehovah or Yahweh Jireh, the Lord who provides. And, and basically this is referring to as God is the provider. This was the word that was used by Abraham as he, as, he took young, as he took Isaac, his son, up into the mountain for the sacrifice. And Isaac looked and said, Dad, I see, I see the wood. I see the, the fire that you're going to use for the sacrifice. But he says, but Father, Father Abraham, where is the lamb? Where is the lamb? And Abraham said to his son Isaac, God will himself provide the lamb. You know what he uses that word? God, that word is Yahweh Jireh. He's saying the Lord will provide the lamb. And he did. He brought the ram in the thicket and he provided for him. Isn't that cool to know the backdrop of some of these names and what they mean? And then Yahweh Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. And boy, that was, that's, hey, if you've got cancer, you want to know him as Yahweh Rapha, the Lord who heals. If you've got a terminal illness, you want to know him. And he's not only the one who heals when it comes to body and disease and physical things. He's also the one who heals when it comes to sin. And that's the most important illness that mankind ever has is sin. And so he is Rapha for healing not only the body, but the soul that deals with sin. So the next is uh, Yahweh Nisi, or Nisi, the Lord our banner. The Lord our banner, meaning, uh, you know, I, I remember being in services before, and, and we, would, uh, we would actually have the banners that would be made with the names of God on them. And we'd march in, and, and those banners would be lifted high. And the reason for it is the Lord is our banner. It's that like a covering over it. And then you have, boy, this is a, you want to say that one with me? That's a pretty good word to say in it. Yahweh, 
Im Kadesh. And that way it means the Lord who sanctifies, the one who makes you holy, is who he is. That's just a, a name, one of God's names, is the one who sanctifies, the one who makes you holy. Because there's none holy, no, none righteous, no, not one. But it's the Lord. It's Yahweh M. Kadesh who sanctifies you, who sets you apart, who makes you holy. Next. Yahweh Shalom. Say that word with me. Shalom. Say it louder. Shalom. You know what it means? Right there on the board. Peace. Peace. I need to know you, God, as Yahweh Shalom. I need your peace. Listen, Esther, Esther down there, after they took Libby back, we talked for a moment, but she needed Yahweh Shalom in that moment. She needed to know the peace of God in that moment. And guess what? Yahweh Shalom was there. He was with her. He gave her a peace. You know what I'm talking about? It's the peace that the world can't give. It's the peace that comes in the middle of the storm. It's the peace when you're sitting there and, and they're burying, you're at the funeral of a loved one. And it's the peace that comes in that moment. That's who he is. Next one is Yahweh Elohim, not at the bottom there, back up to that one. This is, this is a powerful title for God. Because you not only have Jehovah, Yahweh, you have combined with Elohim, which is the Lord God. This is saying you are Lord of all lords. You are Yahweh Elohim. You are king of all kings. You are Lord of all lords. And that is his title. So that was a powerful, that's a double whammy right there, is Yahweh uh, Elohim is, a, is powerful. And then next, Yahweh to sit can you. And the Lord is our righteousness. As I said, there's none righteous. No, not one. But the Lord has made us righteous in Jesus. You, you know, when we pray and put on the armor of God, it says put on what? The breastplate of righteousness. Because our righteousness can't come from us. But Jesus, because he was righteous, and we place our faith and trust in him, he places that righteousness upon us. And that's what that means. The Lord, our righteousness. And then Yahweh Rohi. Is it Rohi? Or I don't know. I'm not really good. I'm, I'm terrible in phonics. But here it is. You see it. This is the Lord, our shepherd. Oh, this is what, this is the one David used in the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd personal, powerful names for God. Next, Yahweh Shema, the Lord is there, or the Lord is here. And to know him as Yahweh Shema means when we, where two or three have gathered in his name, where two or three have assembled in the name of Jehovah, God Almighty, he is Yahweh Shema, the Lord is here, the Lord is with us. Isn't it great to know? Because, listen, I've taught my, my sons this and my daughter. I said, you know, I love you. I'm your daddy. But there'll come a day when your daddy is going to leave this earth, and I won't be here anymore. You'll probably still hear the crazy things I said and remember them. 
and some of my habits, good or bad, but I won't be physically here. But guess what? There is a Yahweh, a Jehovah, a Shema who is here with you. He's promised you, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. And so in that moment where you feel lonely, you need to know him as Yahweh, Jehovah, Shema. Because the Lord is here. He's here. Whoo, that's personal. That's good. Boy, I love these, this little history lesson on names for God. And then finally, Yahweh Sabbath, which is the Lord of hosts. And that's not only the host of the angels of heaven. That's the host of men. He's the that he's Lord of all, of all of his creation. Whether it's the angelic beings or whether it's man that he created, he is Lord of the host. Wow. So those are just some of the names of God here in his word. And so when he says, pray then, in this way, he, said, he uses the word, our Father, who is in heaven. Hallowed be your name, Father, Daddy, Papa. It's precious. Of all the names God could have used or God could have chosen, out of all these Old Testament names that he has that reveals who he is and his power and his glory and his might, how he has chosen for us to communicate with him is to come to him as Father. Father, Daddy, Daddy, I need this. The Bible says, if, you, if your son asks you for something, and you earthly fathers, if he asks you for a fish, you're going to give him a fish. You're not going to give him a snake. He used this in a story. He said, if he asks you for something to eat, you're going to give him bread. He said, how much more so is it with your heavenly Father. You don't have because you don't ask. Now I'm sure some of y'all, anybody ever have a problem going to their daddy for money? Anybody? Anybody ever have a problem going to the daddy for money? Or you would rather go and get it from mom because daddy was too cheap. He wasn't going to give it to you, huh? Uh-huh. Did you have one of those kind of daddies? Well, you might have. And I knew mama had more money than daddy, but anyway, I'd go to her. And she would always, for some reason, she'd always be slipping that old over there. But, you know, if you did have that kind of dad, listen, I'm just being real here. If you did have that kind of dad, then it might be hard for you to go to God for, for that and ask him for that. Because you got turned away by your earthly father on certain things. Or you got rejected by him on certain things. So... You, you might be thinking that God's that way. My heavenly Father's that way, and, and I'm, I'm just here to, uh, to give you a word of confidence. He's not. Everything great about your dad, he is. Everything bad about your dad, personal dad, he's not. He is a good, good God. And he's a loving heavenly Father. He's your daddy. He's your papa. And he wants to provide good things for you and I. That's why he said, pray in this way. Now notice he said, pray our Father. 
You know, I talked about this to a family here recently, and I said, you know, within the family, there's some of you that probably think you're the favorite. You might think, I'm the favorite of my, in my family. You know, or I'm the oldest, I'm the favorite. And some go, I don't think it, I know I'm the favorite. You know, that, that might be you in the room. But here's the deal with God. God loves everybody the same. There, there are no favorites with him. Uh, he, he give, he's willing to give favor. That's why he's saying when you pray, you come and you say, Our Father. Because we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We, we are one. This is our daddy. So when we all came together this week in a, in a powerful way to pray to, for, for Libby, we were saying our father. We were coming to him as our daddy and asking for him to do something on behalf of a young little girl. Just like we're praying for your daddy. It's our father. Our father. We come together as one. We can't be selfish. We can't go around, well, oh, you know what? Me, it's just me and him. It, you know, we're, he's, I'm his favorite. So he's going to give me what I want. But I don't, I'm not worried about you. That's not the way God works. He's saying to come to him as our father. And I think this is pretty fitting that we do it on a weekend that we remember a man who lost his life because of liberty and freedom for everybody. To love God and to love all people, regardless. And you know what I'm loving about God when he says, pray to me as our Father? He, he invites all. It doesn't matter if you're a Jew. It doesn't matter if you're a Gentile. It doesn't matter if you're rich. It doesn't matter if you're poor. He wants to know you and me as Father. Father. That's God inviting us into this prayer relationship. I hope you're encouraged by this today, because I have been. And so when we pray our daily prayer, just think of it. I'm talking to Daddy. I'm talking to Daddy, and it's that personal. There may be some of you in this room that have never prayed to God that way. You might say, oh, God. Or, or you might be going down the road and something happens, and you go, oh, Lord. And you start a quick prayer. <laughs> but I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. Regardless of your human father and what he was like in that relationship, I want to challenge you to begin your daily prayer relationship by talking to God as father, father, or daddy, or papa, whichever term you want to use. Now, some of you might be going, hey, he's my Mac Daddy. No, I don't know if you want to go that far, but, but you know, be reverent when you're talking to him because he is holy, he's God, but, but he's precious. And he's not a mean God. He's a loving father. And he wants what's best for you and me. So, I challenge you in that. You know, this is a daily prayer that's going to change your life. So just like you would talk to your earthly dad in a good way, let's begin praying to our heavenly father, our heavenly daddy, our heavenly papa in such a way. Okay? Let's pray.